Theater is on the air. There's the riders on the radio. Come on, partner, settle up and go. Get ready for the cowboy show. No radio, the radio, yeah. We've been working since the break today. We've been doing it the cowboy way. Now it's time to play. We're gonna ride an oak and wrangle a tune. We're gonna hoot and holler and howl at the moon. Yes, partners, it's time to saddle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky, to slim the man of many hats. Howdy. What if Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. <laughs> this is Texas Big Spinner inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high we're yodeling gonna adventure. We're going to ride the rope, the the tune. We're going to hoot and holler and howl at the moon. Oh, oh, oh. There's a place around the fire for you With riders in the sky So come on and let's ride And now with the 2,197th performance of their Megavolt career Here are Riders in the Sky Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckarettes. And thank you, Texas Bix, the man with the baby chicks. And thank you, Saddle Pals. Welcome again to Riders Radio Theater. Here's the lineup for the playoffs. To my left, your right, as you meditate on your RCA Valiant Voice King Radio, my close personal friend, songwriter Too Slim. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Ranger Doug. I have a new song. I have a new song. I just wrote it. I want to debut not it tonight. Now. Can this I? Okay. It's <laughs> called Ooh, Colorado. Okay? And it goes like this. One, two, one, two, three, and Ooh, Colorado. It's more of a song fragment, I guess. That's it? Maybe it'll work better as a sing-along. Let's all try it, okay? Audience, the words are easy. It goes Ooh, Colorado. Okay? Everybody, one, two, oh, one, two, three, and ooh, Colorado. Oh, doesn't that give you a warm feeling, Ranger Doug? Warm barely begins to describe the feelings, Lynn. Well, speaking of hard to describe, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, Woody Paul. Woody, Woody, Woody. Thank you, friend. Thank you, and thank goodness there's somebody in the middle keeping us all doing it the cowboy way. The idol of American youth, Ranger Doug. Thank you. Every great radio show needs an orchestra, and here's ours, Joey the Cow Polka King. played Ooh, Colorado. It's catching on. It's one of those tunes you can't forget, Ranger Doug. Uh, right. Well, <laughs> here's another one you can't forget. Uh, the great Tim Spencer wrote a tune uh, with Texas Bix Bender in mind called The Bunkhouse Bugle Boy. When the rooster starts to crow in, all the chickens jump for joy. But to me, he's just a headache. The bunkhouse bugle boy. And it's early in the morning. There's a neck I will destroy if I ever get my hands on the bunkhouse bugle boy. Someday we'll put him on the spot. 
Someday he'll wind up in a great big pot Then we'll have him for our supper And the dumplings we'll enjoy When we put the cowboy trimmings To the bunkhouse bugle boy That our fine feathered friend will be buried When the rooster starts to crow and all the chickens jump for joy But to me he's just a headache, the bunkhouse bugle boy And it's early in the morning, there's a neck I will destroy If I ever get my hands on the bunkhouse bugle boy Someday we'll put him on the spot Then we'll have him for our supper, and the dumplings we'll enjoy when we put the cowboy trimmings to the bunkhouse bugle boy, to the bunkhouse bugle boy. Riders Radio Theater is brought to you this week by a new sponsor, Ultra Too Slim Fast, the diet aid for the working cowperson. Yes, friends, everybody knows you can't be too rich or too slim, but now at least you can look like it. Thanks to Ultra Too Slim Fast, scientifically designed by experts who resemble people just like you. Ultra Too Slim Fast can put you in the shape you want to be. Radio personalities, riders in the sky, have this to say about the flavorful food substitute. Mmm, boy, that's good eating. I'll have another glass of chocolate cow. Mmm, make mine a strawberry roll. Ah, wow. Vanilla beans and biscuits. That's my favorite. Neighbors, there are a lot of diet aids on the market today, and you have one basic decision to make. Look in the nearest full-length mirror and ask yourself honestly, do I want to look like Tommy Lasorda or too slim? I think you'll agree with millions of slightly chunky men and women and choose a hard-riding bass player. So join the roundup. It's only $9.99 for your first week's supply of Ultra Too Slim Fast. That's right, only $9.99, so start today. Mmm, boy, that's good eating. Doctor's consultation not needed. Hey, what can he tell you that you don't already know? <laughs> and now Riders Radio Theater presents the popular feature, Conestoga Talk. Here are the hosts, Frick and Frack. Hello, everybody. This is Ford Frick here. And, I, and I'm Frank Frack. We're Frick, Frick and Frack, Frack the, the Tapped Out Brothers. Brothers. <laughs> We're here to answer your questions on Conestoga Talk. Yeah. Uh, call us now at uh, 1-900-CON-TALK. Yeah, call us or, uh, or, uh, or we ain't got no show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, who's the first call here? Yeah. Hello? 
this is Joyce from Peoria. Well, nice, yeah. nice to talk with you, Joyce. So what's your problem with your car there? Yeah, her problem, she's in Peoria. <laughs> Calm down there now. We got to help this nice lady here. Yeah, Joyce? help her get out of Peoria. <laughs> go, go ahead, dear. Go ahead. Don't ignore it. Okay. I have an 1883 Studebaker Conestoga with about, oh, 1,200 miles mm. on it. Mm -hmm. And when I turn left, you know, ha! It makes this big thump. Uh, it sounds like the whole wheel's gonna fall uh, off. Yeah, yeah, then them 83s are notorious for that. Yeah, yeah Joyce, honey, I, I tell you what you ought to do. Drive the 83 Studi to the highest cliff in Peoria. Yeah. And push it off. <laughs> Those 83s uh, are trash. No, They're garbage. No, they make the Yugo no, look good. Wait, <laughs> uh, we got, uh, hold on here. We got a helper here. This is a serious problem. Joyce, <laughs> Joyce, honey, have you have you checked your Johnson Rad? No, what's the Johnson rod? Well, it's under the tongue, about where your left foot goes down, where you're steering and driving there. Virtually every machine in radio comedy has a Johnson rad, and if it screws up, you got big problems. You got big problems. Oh, yeah. my. Yeah. I'll have to have that checked. <laughs> thanks, Frick. So long, Frack. No problem, dear. Yeah, good thanks, good luck. Okay. Who's the next call next here? Next call here. This oh. is Steve Overback in Cincinnati. Cut that man hey, off. Cut, cut him off. off. Hey, we don't want that call. Get this pranks off the line. Okay. It's these crank calls. I don't yeah. know what the deal is. I don't know what it is. Let's let's get another call here real yeah, quick. Yeah, we got another this. call here. Hello, hello, yeah. hello, hello. Hey. Um, howdy. Hello. This is Drywall Paul up in Tomaway City. Get hello. on your phone there, Drywall. We can't hear you too good. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Drywall. Yeehaw. <laughs> hey, hey, Tex. Where'd you park your horse? <laughs> yeah. What's your problem? It, Partner. His, <laughs> his problem is he's in where is it? Tumbleweed Town. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, Frank. Mm. Yeah. Shut up. I got this here 74 mile kind of struggle for my wife, you know, kind of a second wagon. Uh huh. Well, what, what make is it? Well, it's a, it's a Studebaker. Uh, uh oh. Yeah. A deal is that there a water barrel on it. Bangs my knee every, every time, time I, I climb on. Well, heck, that's, that's right. How'd y'all know? Well, uh, those 74s are famous for that. Yeah, infamous is more like it. Yeah, <laughs> Studebaker recalled the 74s and moved the water barrel back a couple of feet. Well, you don't say. I never heard about that. I ain't surprised. Yeah. I guess you don't get much news out in Tumbleweedville. <laughs> hey, pal, the Civil War's over. <laughs> hey, they signed the Magna Carta. <laughs> the glaciers retreated. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, I don't like your attitude. Look, hey, you, look, uh, you got a crescent wrench and a ball-peen hammer? I sure do. I'm going to bang your buddy overhead on it. Hey, no, wait no, a minute. No, wait, wait, wait. I can see you trying. You, yeah. can, you can move that water barrel yourself. It's pretty easy. Just make sure you don't touch the Johnson rod, and you got big problems. That's for sure. Oh, gosh. Thanks for, the, thanks for the advice, fellas. Say, I'm really on the radio right now, yeah, ain't I? Well, this guy's right. a regular damn yeah. quail. <laughs> hey, hey, I wonder if I could do my new song for y'all. It's called Living in a Mobile Home. Uh, Me and Mama was looking for the paper the other day. No, uh, I don't well, know if I Hey, hey I'll tell you what you do. Get a quarter, get a quarter cast scene, dump it on the accordion, no, and light it. No, you, you can't tell him stuff like that. Not our listeners, no. You can't tell him. Why not? That. It's my show, well, too. It's, it's not for long. It's not going to be your show. you going to kick me off? Yeah, you keep all the stupid yeah, advice like that. Well, it's just me by myself. Hey, give, give me that Christmas. Give me Thank heavens, that's all the time we have this week and maybe forever for Conestoga Talk. Now here again are Riders in the Sky. Instrumental time with the faraway stomp. We call it Four-Legged Friends.
them. Steinway, Joey! Radio Theater is a mammoth radio pictures production in association with WVXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. Stay with the Saddlebiles. We'll be right back. Here's a little bit of the traditional Western classic, Red Queen. Welcome back, Buckaroos and Buckarets. You're listening to Riders Radio Theater. <laughs> and now, Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode three of the exciting Western melodrama, Return of the Phantom. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, after banging his head on a stalagmite, Ranger Doug is suffering from amnesia and believes himself to be Don Ricardo Proboscis, the Phantom of the Valley, a legendary 17th century Cape Crusader for truth, justice, and water rights. 
A hero such as this is just what is called for now in the 20th century Tumbleweed Valley because the evil villain Slocum, as part of his very big and evil plan, is out to take over the valley's water rights. Through various nefarious means, he has acquired several ranches along the Tumbleweed River, including the famed Old Triple X Ranch. All that stands in his way is the ruined prune ranch of Miss Marm, the schoolteacher. And now episode three, entitled The Vice Titans. It's a beautiful morning in Tumbleweed Valley. The sun is shining, flowers are blooming, accordions are playing. But to Miss Marm, things couldn't be bleaker as she sits on her front porch, drinks her morning coffee, and pets her unusual cat, Matilda. What is it, Matilda? Oh, there's a rider coming in. Good girl. Howdy, Miss Marm. Hello, Mr. Slocum. Easy, Matilda. Yeah, it's some cat you have there. I don't think I've ever run across one that could purr and bark like that. Matilda is an Australian barking cat. Well, that explains it then. Hey, I was sorry to hear about your prunes. How bad was the damage? Total. Ah, too bad. Any idea why all the prune hawks picked on you? Meow. I suspect foul play, but I don't have any evidence yet. Meow. Foul play? Well, say, can you quiet that thing down? Does she always carry on like that? No, she usually acts this way only when there's a skunk or a rat around. Really? Well, maybe you've got one over in the wood pile. <laughs> Say, since you're out of the prune business, you wouldn't be interested in selling out, wouldn't you? Sell out? Yeah, of course, without prunes to harvest, this place ain't worth much, but I could make you some kind of offer if Forget you Forget it, Slocum. Huh? I could never sell this place, especially to you. Why not? This ranch was given to me by my father, and he got it from his father. I'll never sell it. Oh, you won't, eh? No. Well, in that case, that... Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's get married. <gasps> married? <laughs> yeah, that would give me what I want and you what you need, a man. <laughs> you need a man to run a place like this. It's too hard for a woman. <laughs> I can handle this, Matilda. Listen, Slocum, I can do the work of any man. I've run this place and shown a profit every year I've owned it. And as for marrying you... Not even if you were a man. Huh? So you think that's the way it is, eh? I know that's the way it is. Well, you're wrong. This is how it is. You've got three choices, Marm. Sell to me, marry me, or else. Or else? Are you threatening me? Bingo, school teacher. That's exactly what I'm doing. You don't scare me, Slocum. No? I won't lose any sleep over threats from you. Sounds sleeper, are you? Yes. I have a clear conscience, a pure heart, and capped teeth. I sleep like a log. Oh, gosh, that's good to know. Now, I have work to do. I think you'd better be going. Right, Matilda? <coughs> okay, okay, easy with the cat. I'm going. But I'll be seeing you. Thanks for the warning. Come on, gargoyle. Giddy up there. While Miss Marm has been giving Slocum the boot, riders in the sky, minus Ranger Doug, have been searching along the face of Montgomery Cliff for a trace of the Phantom, whom they now know as Ranger Doug, suffering from amnesia. I know we've seen him ride into this cliff with our own eyes, but we've been over every square inch of this bluff without finding so much as a crack. I'm beginning to doubt what we saw. I know what you mean, side meat. But this is the only place we know to look. We have to keep trying. Yeah, well, uh, let's go back over the north face. At least if we don't find anything, it'll be a good place to camp for the night. All right, come on, Senator. The day is a long, hot one for Tumbleweed Valley, but eventually sundown comes and the good folk make preparations for bed. Preparations of a very different sort are being made in the back room of the A.R.I.D. Land Development Company, where evil is coiling to strike again. <laughs> 
You know something, Charlie? Yeah. First thing I'm going to do when we finish taking over the valley is get rid of that guy, Texas Big Spender. Why is that, boss? I'm tired of him using all the snake metaphors whenever we enter the picture. Yeah. I mean, does Ted Koppel ever say Donald Trump is coiling to strike again? No. Never. Exactly. Ted says things like, Donald Trump, master of the theatrical gesture, is ready for another dramatic takeover, right? Right. Speaking of dramatic takeovers, tonight's the night for Miss Marm. <laughs> what you got in mind, boss? Now she wouldn't come to terms with me today, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Tonight you're going to sneak out there, and after she goes to sleep, grab her. Yeah? You mean... Kidnapper? Ah, kidnap's an ugly word. Let's say that against her will, we're gonna make her our guest. <laughs> our guest, right. <laughs> Here's how you do it. I hear she's a sound sleeper, yeah. so you should be able to break in without her hearing you. Right, slow And she's liable to wake up when you put the grab on her. Oh. So take this bottle of chloroform uh -huh. here, put a little on a handkerchief when you get there, uh -huh. and knock her out before you pick her up. <laughs> Sounds easy enough. Then what? And then you take her to the old Miller cave and tie her to a stalactite. Oh, I think you mean a stalagmite, boss. Uh -huh. I don't think I can reach high enough to tie her to a stalactite. What are you talking about? Well, they're the ones that hang down, so an easy way to remember it is the C in stalactite is for ceiling, and the G in stalagmite is for ground. Shut you up, know. you idiot. Right. I don't care what you tie her to, just as long as it's in Miller's cave. Right, okay. Now get going. Oh, oh and uh, Charlie. Yeah? She's got a dog or a, a cat or something that barks, so I'll watch, watch out it. for it. I'll watch out. I'm allergic to cats. They make me sneeze. Yeah, so stay away from the cat. Just get the job done. Now get going, right, Charlie. Right, okay. <laughs> as the night reaches its deepest point in her cozy white frame ranch house, Miss Marm sleeps like a log. <laughs> while her Australian barking cat, Matilda, restlessly prowls. And outside, a hulking 300-pound shadow glides lightly across the lawn and stops beside a half-open window. Effortlessly, he raises the window. Then he vaults lightly through the opening and lands full bore on the sleeping cat's tail. It is a standoff. Charlie on one side, the growling Matilda on the other. Oh, I gotta shut that cat up. I, I know, I'll use the chloroform. Yeah, that's it. Let's take the cork out of the bottle here. I'll pour some of this on the handkerchief. <laughs> All right, now. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> here, kitty. Come here. Come here! I said come here, you little miserable monster. Come here! Come here! Charlie chases Matilda through the living room and into the bedroom where Miss Marm, true to her earlier words to Slocum, continues to slumber like a log. But as man and cat go round and round the confined space of Miss Marm's bedroom, the inevitable happens. The cat fur begins to fly and this quickly sets off Charlie's allergy. I'm gonna sneeze. Why? Lucky I had this handkerchief handy. Uh-oh. Yes, it was the same handkerchief he had doused in chloroform to knock out Miss Marm with. <sighs> Charlie is out cold. Matilda satisfies herself that he is no longer a threat by scratching her claws on the unconscious Charlie's rump. Then, after making sure Miss Marm is okay, 
Matilda, the Australian barking cat, struts out of the room righteously proud of herself and goes to the kitchen where she exits the ranch house through her little kitty door and heads off on her nightly round. And as always, night soon becomes day, and arrested and refreshed, Miss Marm awakens from her log-like slumber. <sighs> Time to get up and feed the cat. With a happy heart and a cat to feed, Miss Marm bounds out of her bed, lands on Charlie, oh. trips, stumbles, and falls, banging her head on the corner of her classic Atwater Kent floor model radio, oh. and knocks herself out. The commotion wakes up Charlie. Oh, what happened? What a hangover. Oh, yeah, I remember. And the sneeze, the cat, the, the chloroform, yeah. What's this? Miss Marm! I must have knocked her out before I went under. Better grab her up and get her out of here before that cat comes back. Quickly, keeping a wary eye out for Matilda, Charlie throws Miss Marm over his shoulder, <clears throat> carries her to his horse, mounts up, and rides off. Shortly afterwards, Matilda comes home and enters the ranch house through her little cat door. <coughs> Eventually, Matilda wanders into the bedroom where she is stopped in her tracks by the alarming scent of blood emanating from the corner of the Atwater Kent floor model radio. <laughs> what will happen to Miss Marm? Who will feed Matilda? And when, oh when, will we hear again from Ranger Doug? To find the answers to these and many more questions, it is imperative that you return with us next week for episode four of Phantom of the Valley, entitled Blood on the Radio. It's baked like coated super heterodyne melodrama you won't want to miss, and it's coming to this, Theater of the Mind. And now, here again are Riders in the Sky. Thank you. Thank you, Texas McBender. Thank you, folks. We have a... Uh, uh, a request here, or I guess I should say a dedication, a little birthday dedication to little Annie Laurie Green, who listens to us over WPLN in Nashville, down the Lullaby Trail. Lay your sleepy head on my shoulder. Close those tired eyes Take off that hat And those little brown boots It's time for the cowboys To say goodnight With an old rocking chair For our saddling I'll whisper an old fairy tale Like sweet Clementine or Betsy from Pike As we ride down the lullaby trail You've been riding and roping and rounding up doggies all day It's time for us We'll rock by the fire, it's the time the cowboys love best. With that old prairie schooner into dreamland we'll sail as we ride down the lullaby trail. The 
cast and guests of Riders Radio Theater bunk at the Quality Hotel Central in Norwood, Ohio. This is Texas Big Spender saying so long, Saddle Pals. We'll see you next week on Riders Radio Theater. For more information on Riders in the Sky, two Slimsburg and Peel, or Riders in the Sky International Fan Club, write to Riders in the Sky, Post Office Box 277, Whites Creek, Tennessee, 37189. Riders Radio Theater was conceived, written, produced, and directed by Riders in the Sky, along with yours truly, Texas Big Spender. Our production foreman is Campfire Bird, sound effects wrangler is Big Zeno Clinker. For WBXU, executive producer is J.C. Doc King. Producer is Lasso and Larry Ashcraft. Coordinating producer is Chuck Wagonmaster Ingram. Chief engineer, Jamboree J. Crawford. Recording director, Gallivan George Zahn. Sound effects, Honcho Winchester, Jim Springville. And our stage manager is Solid L. Ron Esposito. The part of Miss Marm tonight was played by Claire Bruner. This is the VXU Radio Network.